on, fellas? We're here today with uh, the Dialed Up Podcast. You're with me, Luke Callahan, Darby, and Zane, and we're here to immediately. It's all. It's Saturday. You know, it's Saturday night. It's eleven o'clock. We're, yeah, we still got games rolling. I'm cracking a beer right now because we're still rolling on this. Oh, all right. Hold on. All right. And th- yeah, keep going. Get yours. And just, I got a quick rule. I want to keep everybody updated with what my rules are. It's the same as football. Okay. First one gets me started, just like the first down. The second one gets me going. If you're still moving on the second down, you're going. All right. You're moving. Third one gets you excited. Every third down gets everybody excited. And the fourth one, if you can convert on fourth down, you're rolling. Okay? If you're on your fourth beer, I'm on my tenth, I think. At yeah, this we're point. at like 10 or 11, something like that. We're fucking rolling. Okay, so we decide we're going to go ahead and record on Saturday night rather than wait till fucking Sunday. So that's why we're here right now and we're getting after it today. So starting off, you know, we're going to do our weekend, our weekend recap because we're already into it. We're jacked about all these games that just occurred today. <laughs> And, uh, you know, moving forward, we're, we're going to go ahead and, you know, hit some other things later on. But we just want to make sure we indulge on this recap. So going first, you know, Zane, what game do we got first? So first we got North Carolina, Boston College. Solid So game. this was a hell of a game. I mean, only a four-point difference. Um, honestly, I think, uh, I know Darby's going to disagree with me on this, but I think Boston College is a lot better than people are giving them credit for. Uh, I think North Carolina is still a very good team. I would like to see some uh, more consistency and accuracy from Hal. But overall, I mean, you have to admit, uh, Michael Carter carried, or Mitchell, yeah, Michael Carter carried the Tar Heels today with um, 121 yards. And then, of course, Boston College was right there with him every step of the way, man. Well, and I wouldn't say I completely disagree with you. I would say Boston College is a lot better than I personally thought they would be and a lot of people thought. Um, I just feel like this North Carolina team is underwhelming. Overhyped. Very overhyped. Very Um, overhyped. I feel like, I mean, even if Boston College uh, goes past the the expectations that were set before the season, North Carolina should have blown this team out because North Carolina is that team that everyone says was that one that would challenge and get into the ACC championship. You know what I mean? So it's not what I when I when I say that um, I feel like North Carolina is overhyped instead of more so than Boston College um, over exceeding. That doesn't necessarily mean that I think Boston College isn't exceeding expectations. I really think they are, and they're playing a lot better. Jeff Halfley has them humming, and they look like a solid team. But I just feel like North Carolina is just overhyped, man. I mean, Sam Howell doesn't seem like a game changer. Well, I mean, and from my standpoint, too, I'm looking at this as Boston College obviously wowed a lot of people, but damn, did they play with just like a completely. It was a lot of heart in that game. A yeah. lot they of heart. They physical, dude. They were really well, getting at it. It's not even so much that. Like, you see these second level efforts that are being consistent throughout the game all the way through the fourth quarter. And you see guys just battling, scratching, clawing for every single thing that they get, whether they're on offense for yards or they're on defense. You know, when they tip that ball up in the air and you see these guys doing striving last second, like, plays and catching that interception off a tip ball. And, then you know, like, <laughs> it was stuff that just, like, gets people going, you know? like and oh, I, It was exciting fucking football, man. It was a great football, game. Man. It was a great game. And, uh, I mean, just another fucking great game. And, you know, we, we talked about it in our uh, games to watch is the Memphis – SMU game, right? Yeah. We talked about it, and we kind of touched on how uh, we felt SMU was slighted in the AP Top 25, being 3-0. Yeah. and Memphis was 1-0. They were ranked. SMU wasn't. And when we did our picks, I kind of contradicted myself. I came out and said I thought that SMU would have an advantage because of the three games and having that experience at game speed, yet I still 
took Memphis, and that was turned out to be the wrong decision. SMU came out flying, and I tell you what, the I we still don't know what the injury update is, but on number eight is Roberson. Um, Roberson, man, yeah, Roberson. Um, that boy was phenomenal, and we're going to talk on him a little shit. bit la- later. He had some big time plays. Uh, I mean, just putting up his stats real quick, 243 yards and two touchdowns on five receptions. Well, look, I mean, you know, Shane Buchel threw for th- over 300 yards in the first half. I mean, it was like halfway through Shit. the second quarter, yeah, yeah, and he had 300 yards. Dude, they were moving. They were well, moving the well, ball. I don't know. Under, I don't understand why they slowed up so much. But honestly, well, like, they also the lost their running well, back. That was that's true. Well, that was because like coming out of the game, coming out the gates hot. They just had explosive play after explosive play. Eventually. You saw Memphis start to make sure they took away those big explosive plays down deep with those deep balls because they were just getting beat with speed over top. And uh, eventually they kind of caught on. So then Memphis started slowing that down a little bit and started making sure they let they, you know their safety stay back and didn't bite too hard. And then after that, you know, that was when SMU really started to have to like work different schemes to try and keep opening those big plays because that's just how SMU's offense rolls. And then uh, you know Memphis started to adapt. And then of course these injuries that. Um, SMU was stood uh, that definitely hurt them enough to the point where that they lost a lot of that momentum that they had going because those are two of their star players and uh, those guys getting hurt and being done for the game getting carted off the field um, I think that definitely put a damper on their mood and then as the score started to rise up from the Memphis side I think a lot of guys maybe started having doubt and looking side to side and then Memphis just played it out and you know they just kept battling so Overall, great football game, though. You know, yeah. I feel bad for those guys who got hurt. You know, we saw that one knee injury. That looked like an ACL to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was kind of disappointing to see. Uh, I was rooting for Memphis during that game, but at no point would I ever wish that upon anybody. But it was it was a good game, though. I mean, and, and there was a lot of them. I mean, I mean there, we still have some tight games going on behind us um, that we're keeping track of the scores here. But another one, two-point game. And it was a surprise for me. Uh, TCU came out. Hot and Texas just could not seem to get it going. I am really, really disappointed in Sam Ellinger's performance. I mean, you look at his completion percentage, he was 17 for 36. Yep. I mean, he had four touchdowns, but 17 of 36 is just not acceptable when you're expected to be in contention for that or in the those Heisman talks or possible uh, possibly being a quarterback at the next level and a true leader of a Power 5 program. I'm not seeing it out of him. Well, I mean, that's under 50% completion percentage, and he only threw for 236, which honestly, considering that he threw for four touchdowns, 236 is a pretty low yardage count for how much he threw the ball. Yeah. Well, and uh, even the rushing numbers aren't even outstanding. No. Yeah. How about this quarterback for TCU, though? He plays like a champion. Yeah, I mean, he he's th- a leader. I mean, like, you could tell through and through that entire football game that he was in sync with every single guy on his offense. Oh, yeah. Yep. And it was it was absolutely inspiring to watch that. Well, and you know, I think their their running backs really tore up Texas. I mean, the you know one running back counted for two touchdowns. They had another count for the other touchdown. Like their quarterback played well. He didn't throw any touchdowns, but I mean, he he played solid, twenty for thirty. Only Put him in positions. positions. Well, he also yeah. wasn't afraid to run out of the pocket. There was a couple times where he had some good hard nosed runs where he had to escape the pocket and wasn't afraid to take a hit. So like, I, I felt like the quarterback for TCU that I've already decided we'll go we'll get to that later. But whoo. I just saw the score update. Tulsa 31-26 over UCLA. How about Iowa State 37-30 over Oklahoma? <laughs> hey, Luke, you back there? Oklahoma is over. Boomer Sooner, baby! <laughs> but 
Anyway, all right, so we're going to roll on into the next segment here. And this is something new that we're doing. And you've seen something similar on, like, other nationally televised pro- uh, programs and some other podcasts. But we're going to give out game balls to uh, a single player that impressed each one of us. Each one of us are going to give out one. And, Darby, I want to start off with you, man. Yeah, mine uh, Mine goes to out to the SMU game with uh, Reggie Roberson Jr., uh, the wide receiver. He was number eight, um, if anybody watched the game. I mean, he really took over that game, dude. Five receptions, 243 yards. He was averaging almost 50 yards a catch and two touchdowns. And uh, and honestly, I mean, it was, what, halfway through the third quarter when he blew his knee out? Yeah. So he could have almost pushed a 300-yard game with how much he was taking. And honestly, on that play, he probably would have gotten 20, 30 yards. So... To me, I mean, he was—he just took over that freaking game. He did, and um, it was an unbelievable performance. And I was really sad to see him get hurt. Luke, who you got, brother? I'm trying to make sure I got his name straight right now, and just to make sure before I go any further, uh, I believe his name is Matthew Downing. Yeah, quarterback for TCU. I already mentioned it earlier. The guy just played stellar. I was really impressed. <laughs> Against Texas, I, I was I've always been kind of a slight Texas fan, but just watching the way that he was picking apart Texas defense, and at the same time, like Texas hits hard, and he took a couple shots, sometimes escaping the pocket, and he was also just very poised in that position. There's moments where you you can tell that he's fighting for his offense and other guys on his team. I, game ball goes to TCU quarterback. My game ball is going to uh, another quarterback, but this is a game we didn't really get to watch a lot of. It was one we turned on a little bit later after the first wave of games, and we had it on the fourth TV, so it was kind of hard to keep track of. That off. Yeah, Ole Miss quarterback uh, Matt uh, Corral or Corai Corai. I'm going to butcher that, but 24 of 29, 320 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. Dude balled out. And uh, Mingo, his wide receiver, also balled out with putting up 128 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, uh, but Matt, that was a hell of a game. I thought uh, Kentucky was going to run away with that ball game. And Ole Miss hung in there, stuck to it, and ended up squeaking out the one-point win. Ole Miss can scrap, man. And that's that's Lane Kiffin's first win with, uh, with the Rebels, so... That's a that's a big win for them, man. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just love the way that they played. Yes. Overall, like their DBs, their safeties, you know, their wide receivers, all, all these skilled players on their team, like they showed that they weren't afraid of shit and they were ready to scrap. And I love that they were willing to be physical in any situation because generally you see skilled guys and sometimes they're not willing to be like that. You know, they'll talk the smack and they'll run, the, like they'll win with speed, but these guys weren't afraid to throw hands and get in people's chests. So Not at all. It was awesome. So... Now let's get into another fun segment. Yeah, we got another new one primed up. So this is going to be the tweets of the week. Right now it's the tweets of the day. Just some some straight up comedy coming out today. What in the world is going on over here? Let me let me fix this for y'all real quick. So, oh, I'm not going to... I should be able to get it. Hold up. Let me... Nope, that's not the one I want. <laughs> there we go. We got her figured out. Sweet. So, tweets of the week, right up, first up, <laughs> this was coming out hot, uh, UCF scored as many points against Tulsa in the first eight minutes of the game, uh, 
as the only remaining undefeated school in the entirety of the Big 12 scored in their entire game against Tulsa. So that is some big-time stats there. Now, I'm, I'm going to give you three, okay? <laughs> we got to talk about it. We got to talk about it. Uh, this happened in the Kentucky game. But if you are breaking away and you're going to put up the Tyreek Hill deuces, you better damn Make sure well. you're going to hit the end zone before <laughs> somebody sure tackles you. Score, man. You cannot get tackled at the one-yard line if you're putting How up the How bad deuces. was that face plant? Oh, it was brutal. It, it, it was beautiful, it, though. It was. He just ate it. Like He just ate his own like words for what he did there. All right. It was hysterical. And as, and as Tyreek Hill says, if you get tackled, that's no bueno. No bueno. No bueno. <laughs> And then the third and final tweet of the day comes from Sloopcast, an Ohio State uh, podcast. Sam Ellinger is not the best QB in this game. Sam Ellinger is nothing more than Kmart brand <laughs> Trace McSorley. <laughs> oh, hey, hold on. We got some breaking oh. news because it's official Iowa State upset Oklahoma. Did they really? It's a GG for uh, Lincoln Riley. I picked that upset. I'm pretty proud of myself. Dude, Holy I, crap. I serious? got demolished on my picks this week. Uh, I did Holy except hell. for a few, and that oh, one is a great I one. I missed that I, like eight of them. I feel, wow. I feel great about picking Iowa State's solid defense against Oklahoma. Um, and it brings forward. me back to what I've been saying, that I really don't think he can develop a true quarter or a, a young quarterback. Wow, that so. is insane. I I <laughs> missed a lot. I missed hard this week. Hey, and Clemson did not cover the spread, which was another one I told oh, you. Oh, thank God for that one. So Luke finally made a little bit of money back and thank God. going out on a hot hand. So let's continue. We're going quick fire here right now because we're all excited. We're we're amped up. Darby, I want to talk. Who the hell you got on notice oh. on this one? So, you know, I wanted to break the trend. Uh, I've been going head coach after head coach. Um, and honestly, it's hurting my trend because I'm staying in the Big 12. And it's time to talk about this this dude, man. Tom Herman, dude. Listen, I'm tired of hearing about it. Just about as everybody's tired of hearing is the U back. Texas, you are not back. Nope. All right, Tom Herman, you're 25 and 15 since you've been at Texas. You lost again to TCU, dude. Come on, man. You know this is a team that has a pipeline. You're loaded. You shouldn't have this problem. You should not be doing this. I just don't understand it. And to go on top of that, Tom Herman, you're not the only one I'm putting on notice. That's right. I'm going for a twofer. Sam Ellinger, Heisman hopeful. You're on notice too. You're a joke. This whole team's a joke. Texas yes. is a joke to me. It's you know you play in a weak ass conference that has absolutely no defense and you lose to TC fucking you. I just and you, holy you, shit. You, you talked about it. Texas is the most dominant high school football state in the nation. You have five-star recruits coming out of that state year after year after year. Texas is the premier university in that state. Well, and Texas dominates the recruiting in that state. You've got all these different colleges in the state, but Texas dominates the recruiting in that state. But it's it's very similar to what you have up in Michigan, of just a straight-up lack of developing the talent. That's that's straight up all it is. Is it's bad coaching. You know, honestly. Yeah. I, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, buddy. No, you're fine. Uh, like I look at it because, like, it's it, it's just just I think their biggest issue is just their lack of defense. I mean, their their offense doesn't really even get a legitimate breather because their defense just gives up so quick. Right? Yeah. Like the uh, offense is just dying. And like I'm not not to say that they 
like, you're right for what you did on notice. Like, he's a fucking joke, and, like, the whole fucking thing is a joke. And I, I, I'm going to go ahead and bite it. Like, I was one of those fucking people that thought Texas was going to be a good fucking football team this year. I picked them to win the Big 12. I, I just saw their performance last year against LSU, and I saw them smacking dudes, and I loved how physical they were as a football team. And for the most part, during that entire game against LSU, they were pretty fundamentally sound. So I was like, I think Texas is going to be a, a much better football team going in the next year. And now I'm just eating my fucking words with that because I'm sitting here going, well, you know, I thought, you know, I thought that, but now I'm seeing everything that keeps happening. I'm like, this is fucking pathetic. I just, I want the Texas team that we saw last year against LSU. And I don't know what the fuck you fed these dudes or what's going wrong with the tap water, but fix it. Goddamn. Yeah. Well, you know, and honestly, well, give me one more week and I'm about to put the entire fucking Big 12 on notice because I got a news for you guys. Yeah. You're not going to the playoffs this year. Give their fucking playoff berth spot that they would have got to the fucking Sun Belt. No, give it to fucking Cincinnati. I understand that they might have uh, well, uh, underperformed since, for his standards, well, and we'll get to that. We got, yeah, we got we'll get, to, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll yeah, get yeah. to that later. But honestly, because um, I don't think we're gonna be able to give it to UCF, because UCF looks like they're about to get upset as well. Yeah. Um. But you know, look, it's time to look elsewhere because this Big Twelve, they proved it in the pro- in the playoffs. Oklahoma every fucking year gets blown out. You know, we, the Big Twelve is not a solid conference, and yeah. they're proving it this year with all these different upsets. Because you're not going to put Kansas State, you're not going to put Iowa State in there. Oklahoma State's their only hope, and that's sad. Oklahoma State is a team that struggled earlier this year, and that's the team that's going to be their only hope at making the playoffs this year. Yeah, it's it's really, it's really just, it's pathetic. Uh, the entire conference is just pathetic. But that's who I'm putting on notice. Um, you know, I just, I really, I think everybody's in agreement that Tom Herman's been a disappointment. Yeah, yeah, um, 100%. And Sam Ellinger, I get it, you threw four touchdowns, but... Throwing under 50% for only 230 yards. Come on, dude. Not going to cut it. That's not going to cut it, especially in a Big 12 air raid fucking conference. But so, you're lucky you're not going in the trash. Last last week, we uh, touched on our opinions of the AP Top 25, right? Yeah. We talked about how just straight up garbage it is. Yeah. So what I'd like to do right now is not go full Top 25. Let's top talk maybe top five into the top ten teams in our minds uh, coming into this week. Now, Does this include you... teams that haven't played? Yes. Okay. So, uh, you would do top ten? Top t- let's, let's go top ten. Let's so, do top ten. Right now, for those of you that don't know, uh, Georgia, I got the shirt on right now. Uh, they are my fallback number two. I, I support them kind of half-heartedly. I don't um, – not – as in tune with what's going on over there. But I picked against them this week uh, after their first week showing, and they showed it today. They deserved that number four spot, and I'm happy with that. So my top five starting out. Let's start off with the top five. Clemson, I think, is clear-cut. They maintained that number one spot. Putting up a 41 spot on Virginia, um, who's expected to be in that middle, upper tier of the ACC conference. I think... They are your clear-cut number one until they fall, until they lose. They or they lose a tight one to, a, or they win a tight one to a team that they shouldn't uh, have any struggles with. Number two has got to be Alabama. Yeah. Um, yeah. They dominated the number thirteen ranked team in the uh, nation in Texas A&M. I mean that was not Texas A&M had a little bit of momentum early, but Bama's talent took over. Yeah. Number three has got to be um, Georgia for me right now. 
Georgia is going to take over that number three spot for me. Number four, I will give to the Ohio State Buckeyes um, for, even though they haven't played yet, I think that's got to be with the talent that Ohio State has and just the schedule that they're going to have, that's, for me, that's where they have to be. Um, number five, I'm going to go ahead and put the U at number five. Uh, I think this next week is going to be the week where they're going to have to show up and make their statement. We belong in this conversation. We belong to be uh, on the same field with Clemson at the top of college football. We have the talent to do it. We have the coaching to do it. And I'm not saying that they're going to win, but I think next week they're going to show that they are on that same level. I think it's going to be a competitive ball game. And Miami is, as of right now, my number five team in the nation. So, Darby, give me your top five starting now. Well, I'm in, I'm I'm not even putting them in my top five, so I'm uh, I'm fucking excited. Um, so actually, I'm just gonna go ahead and skip through one and two. I think everybody can agree, Clemson yes. and Alabama are in top two. Yeah. Um, but I'm act- I'm going Ohio State number three. Um, so if I'm gonna say, and I'm just going off, you know, considering I'm like the AP top twenty-five here, where this is my first week entering Ohio State into my top twenty-five, Ohio State takes my third spot because to me, if I ask myself and I ask almost anybody, who's your top three? Mm-hmm. Regardless of who's played and who hasn't played, give me a top three: Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State. And yes. I think it's without question. Now, until they start playing, I'm going to start regressing them because they're not playing. But to start them in my first week of having a rankings, I think without a doubt they're our top three team. Yeah. And I could argue that they are the best team in the country, but I'm not going to oh, go there we, right now. We all could argue. My reasoning is they haven't yeah. played yet. So yeah. And with the performance Georgia just put up, I think that is deserving of having that um and then well then georgia's my fourth spot um i thought georgia proved a lot um i did pick them to win i didn't expect them to win as dominant as they did um and then my fifth spot actually goes to florida uh i thought florida showed out um i thought you know kyle pitts is showing to be uh he i've been on the brevin jordan hype train but he's starting to prove to be the best tight end in the country of course they do feed him the ball he is their offense. He, that's um, that is I think the Brevin. The only argument that Brevin has over him is that he isn't our whole offense, and that we target him out of nece- not out of necessity, but because we can. Um, but to me, I think Florida is definitely my fifth team, and then hopefully we can keep going in the top ten. But I'll go ahead and give me your top five. I'm gonna have a, a slight hot take. All right, so Ooh. going into it, I'm gonna go ahead and first off immediately agree with you about the first three. Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State. First three, that's kind of my set-in-stone idea of what I see going into it. Now, I think Auburn was overrated, so I don't take Georgia's win today too highly. Okay. I think Auburn's been slightly overrated. I would agree. Yeah. I think I think that Even win over... they were my dark horse. I know. He, like, but I agree. Yeah, you, like, know my, like, you know my thoughts on like, Auburn. I, I'm sitting there looking at Auburn like, what have they done in the past two years? Like, what, what, what have they... Like, whatever... Have they changed anything crazy? Like... No, you're, you're, they're your standard Auburn team. I think they're on. fucking overrated. So Georgia's win today I don't think should change too much about how they are as a football team. Now, are they a good football team? Yeah. Yeah. Have they had a lot of issues? Yeah. Like, have, did they perform? Now, given how they performed today, though, hopefully that brought some unity. I, maybe they fixed some things because we heard about a lot of the talk that was going on with them previously. Yeah. About their football team, their quarterback situation, everything that was going on. You know, players talking shit about the coaches, everything. The racism. Like, the racism, all this shit. Like, fucking, it was nuts. 
So I think Georgia is not – like I don't think Georgia's in the top five. I think Miami's number four. I think Miami's ready to fucking play. Yeah. I think Miami came to fucking play. Oh. I'm, I'm excited. And number uh, – I guess fucking – Number five, I'm picking the fucking Bearcats, baby. Let's no, go. bro. Oh, my God. No. All, right, all right, fine. No. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm realistic, kidding. All right, all right. not fine, top five. Realistic. All right, fine. I won't be fucking ridiculous. <laughs> fine. Fine. All right. <laughs> Shit. All right. Number five. Let me think about this just a little bit harder. He's I'm fucking around to... over there. <laughs> I just want a blanket. <laughs> I'm going to pick the Gators. Okay. All right. I can respect because that. Because you cannot... You cannot put the Bearcats at number five without no, absolutely not. You're right, 100 so, not. Yeah. Okay, well, I I, I just I just like I'm gonna give you a hot take. Like fuck it, I don't care. And then I what like I said, how many of these? I don't know. Yeah, we're 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 up there. We're a little bit. A lot of caffeine from all the bush lattes. <laughs> Fresh out of the bar right here. So that is. Are we gonna round out our top ten? Do you want to go? Yes. Keep going uh, that, so on. this is gonna be difficult for for all of us. So I got come, this. Coming at number six. That's where I have Florida. Uh, I have a lot of concerns about Florida. Obviously, they are a good football team, but they need some other guys in the offense to show up. It can't only be Pitts because a team with a good defensive coordinator and the talent to do so, they're going to bracket him and they are going to shut him down. They are going to have him doubled all damn day and you hit your offense won't be able to th- flow through one guy. That's just... Well, and Tony kind of showed up, too. I will yeah. give him that. Tony and he up. had a hell of a fucking touchdown. Yeah. So, Florida's my number six. As of right now, Notre Dame will be my number seven. Okay? They're a solid football team. And judge going based off of my predictions of what I think will happen in the Big Ten, Minnesota. Oh! Minnesota at 8, Penn State at 9. Well, so let me tell you, because I understand you're basing that off of your predictions. Yes. But would you as of right now? I think Minnesota has uh, all the talent in the world, and I think they're a more complete team than Penn State is. I'm surprised to start to start them off there. Okay, so that's my 8 and 9, and rounding out my top 10 would have been UCF, but fucking not anymore. I'm going with... North Carolina uh, to round out the top 10. I would go Oregon, but I just, I don't have faith in Pac-12 teams. I don't think that they're going to, even, they're starting later than the Big Ten is, and I just, I don't think there's going to be anything there. So, I'm going to round out with North Carolina. Wow. Um, So, I guess I'll take next. Um, With my top five being Clemson, Alabama, um, Ohio State, Florida, and Georgia, uh, my sixth ranked team is Miami. Um, I think we're just outside the top five. Um, I want us to prove it uh, next week, but um, I just think that with the performances we've had, that we've shown that we're we've been dominating our competition, regardless of how you feel about that competition. We're one of the only teams this year that's really truly dominated every opponent we faced. You've, um, you've dominated and played well in the games you're supposed to. Exactly. Um, so hopefully we'll we'll we might prove to be better. Um, my seventh team is where you're going to completely disagree with me. Oh, God. I'm going Oregon. I think Oregon's a loaded team. I get the Pac-12 argument, but I think they're a loaded team. And talent-wise, I see them being there, fitting right into that seventh spot. I think the AP's been 
railroading them for absolutely no reason. I don't understand why they have them at 14th starting out. Now, like I said with Ohio State, the longer they don't play, the farther they're going to drop. But to start them out, as of right now, I would love to see them. They should be up by near the top five. Well, what um, were they when? What were they in the preseason? Let's let's take a look before everything canceled. They were sitting at nine in the preseason. So, yeah, uh, and but and because personally, I think they're. Uh, I'm not that big on the Penn State. Neither am I. Especially after losing Micah Parsons, I'm not that big on Penn. Penn State's that team where every year I have to sit there and say, "Prove it." And that's why I Prove think it. Minnesota is going to. I have Minnesota higher than Penn well, State. And Penn State never does to me. They're not a. They're when it. They're a big preseason hype train that never succeeds. Just James. That's James Franklin's career. Um, but so I want to say Oregon seventh. Uh, then I'm going. I'm going Notre Dame eighth. Um, I just haven't been that sold on the win they uh, on the two wins they had. Um, they haven't shown to me that they're a, this clear cut number two in the ACC that everyone yeah. like the media likes to portray. Um, and then that nice spot's a hard one for me. Um, it really is a hard one for me. I can help you out with it. You know, I I have to. I'm not, not yet. <laughs> you know, That's... just just giving, uh, and I want to because I want to see how Minnesota does. Um, I have to give my ninth spot to Cincinnati. No, I do. Ooh. No, I think um, because you know UCF's about to fall, Texas fell, Auburn fell. Um, I'm not. I'm telling you that North Carolina is overhyped. And I feel like Cincinnati is taking care of business better than North Carolina has, but North Carolina is going to be my 10th team. Okay. I just think Cincinnati is a better team than North Carolina. Uh, I understand that they might have struggled, you know, these first two games. They might, I mean, and by struggle, they won 28-7 over South Florida. Um, you know, it's which not, I get that everybody expected to be a, a bigger blowout, but, I mean, it's 28-7 to against their own conference opponent. I just think that North Carolina coming out and barely beating Boston College by four points. I understand that we want to go that Boston College has exceeded the expectations. But North Carolina, to be a top ten team, shouldn't beat Boston College by four points. I think Boston College, still, uh, my issue with Cincinnati is the performance of your quarterback, first and foremost, yeah. and then the constant mistakes. They've made mistakes that have shot themselves in the foot every game they played, and if you want to be a top ten team, you cannot make those mistakes. And the reason I have North Carolina higher is not necessarily I think they're a more talented team, but they're by far a cleaner football team. They don't make the self-inflicting wounds that Cincinnati does. Well, yeah. no, I, and I understand that, but to me, North Carolina is just barely, you know, they barely escaped this week, and they put a very underwhelming performance week one, or week two. And Cincinnati, regardless of how you feel about cl- taking care of business or uh, cleaning up their, their play, they've taken care of business. Yeah. They haven't had that. Close call. And but this Carolina is where we has. this is where we always kind of you and I always differ on our viewpoints on these. But I want to get Luke's rounded out top ten. Okay, all right. I put this together. I had to think about it while you guys were talking. I had to, I was this entire time I've been looking at my phone, like really going depth with this. UCF just lost, by the way. Really? I think they did. Fucking did they? no do way. The, do we have the scores up? Yeah. No. Because last I checked, they were losing way. by five. Or did they pull it off? Let's see. Nope. Nope. Thirty-four twenty-six. Tulsa beats UCF. That's what. That's yeah okay you're right I'm gonna do that then. 
God, that's ballsy still, but fuck it. Dude, it yeah. ain't. It really it's ain't not, that ballsy. It, 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 I, we can I understand you're, 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 but you're right. Cincinnati is no. ranked 15th. Everybody currently. that is like above you has pretty much lost. Yeah. <laughs> so only because we've played. I'm gonna do this because so, there's teams that haven't. All right, let me put just, this this right. for you. All right, so Cincinnati in the latest AP poll was ranked 15th. A and M lost. Lost. UCF lost. Texas lost. Auburn lost. Auburn lost. And then Penn State hasn't played. Penn State hasn't played. Ohio State hasn't played. And UNC struggled. Oregon, and Oregon hasn't, hasn't played. played. So I it's I not can, out of I the can question. I understand dude. it. I just don't like it personally. I know. I know. Yeah. Okay. So all right. Here we go. Number six, I got Notre Dame. Okay. Number seven, I got Georgia. Oh wow. Okay. Number eight, I got LSU. Oh no. What? I'm still putting them there. How? How? Because my my next two teams that I'm gonna list, I think LSU would beat them still. Well, I don't know. We ha- like one hasn't played yet, so that's yeah. why I'm still holding it back. Because my number nine is Minnesota. They okay. haven't played. We don't yeah. know. Yeah. Ten is UC. Okay. But I think I, I think LSU beats Minnesota and UC right now. I haven't seen L- I haven't seen Minnesota play. I think Georgia would beat LSU. I think Notre Dame would beat LSU. That's just yeah. how I'm looking at this okay. going down the charges and based off of the game, the wins and the losses for today. I, I can I can agree with the logic. UC wouldn't beat any of these teams right now. No. Well, they may beat Minnesota, LSU, honestly. Minnesota, we have no fucking idea. Yeah. We can't tell. No. LSU would not beat Georgia and Notre Dame. I think LSU, we don't know about Minnesota still, so that's why I'm keeping yeah. them number nine. LSU would definitely beat our team right now. Okay. Georgia would beat LSU, Minnesota, UC. Notre Dame would beat all of them, I think. Okay. That's how I look at it. I, I can agree with the logic 100%. That's how I, I, I don't agree it. with the placement, I but I agree with the logic. I, I understand what okay. you're coming yes. from. Now, there's plenty of other teams that we could be looking at in terms of all of this, but then there's also plenty of teams that have still lost and won some crazy games. Yes. So, and I already told you, like, I had my teams in my first five, but that's that's how I'm going to leave it, right then and there. So... Okay. I'm actually I'm actually gonna go ahead and just build this entire thing now that I've got this all put together. So, well, that rounds out our top ten. Okay. So, with that done, let's go ahead and look forward to some week six games. All right. So I have four that we're gonna discuss here, and we're saving that one for last. Oh yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. So don't get your hopes up. Everyone yet. chill out. <laughs> let's start off with Texas. And um, or Texas A and M and Florida. So Texas A and M, obviously, they're coming off of not the best game. A a, a terrible performance yes. week two or week three, and then a loss. I mean, they got got killed. They got demolished by Alabama. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Texas barely hanging into the top twenty-five after this week. Just fringe top twenty-five. Um, I'm excited to see this game because after Florida's performance with South Carolina and seeing A&M's defense, I think A&M has the talent and the secondary to be able to bracket Pitts and attempt, I'm not saying completely, but attempt to shut Pitts down. And if you do that, obviously Florida has other weapons. They have Tony. They have athletes. Elijah Moore, I think, is another one. They have athletes on the perimeter. um, But literally, Florida's offense flows through pits he is the primary weapon if you shut him down you give yourself a chance and i think that's going to be a&m's game plan going in i still see florida winning because the athletes are that much better um 
but I think it's less than three score game. I think it's probably a fourteen to seventeen point win for Florida. Um, I think it's going to be another Alabama Texas A and M. I know I, I thought I expected a bigger showing from Texas A and M just because of they were playing the competition that would uh, you would think would fire them up and get them a little more motivated to play. I felt like they were looking ahead to this game and that's why they showed against Vanderbilt. They proved me wrong. So I really think that Florida's going to roll them really, really bad. Um, I think that this is going to get a lot of the Jimbo Fisher kind of question marks flowing um, because of how he left at Florida State. I feel like a lot of the fan bases, the Texas A&M fan base is going to be like, is Jimbo Fisher worth the amount of money they're paying him right now? Yeah. And um, he might end up being my next on notice. We'll see. <laughs> but I think Florida's going to roll him, dude. I think it's going to be even yeah. worse than this game. Because I, I really? personally, I think Florida's the best team in the SEC. Uh, personally. Um, I... Um, so I think that this one's going to get really ugly and, um, yeah, that's, I'm going to stick with it. I think it'll be over a three score game. I don't know if it's going to be that ugly. I think Ford is definitely going to win it though. I think, I think there's a chance that this game ends up being like a 10 point difference, you know, a, a touchdown and a field goal maybe. And that's at the best of, you know, what could happen for, uh, Sorry, not the Gators, but fucking, um, fucking guys, I'm blanking. Yeah. There you go. I think Gators handles it, though. We'll see. Texas A&M might have been able to develop. Because, like, at the end of the day, too, like, they just got done with game time. They just got done with game speed Alabama. So now they're going to be going up against game speed Florida. And that's rough to go back-to-back with those. Yeah, like, and, but I think... Game speed Alabama's a little bit more than Florida, so they just played, like, we could all agree that we think Alabama beats Florida, right? Yep. So, in that case, you know, Texas A&M might be able to kind of develop and learn from this and be able to, you think differently? (laughs) I already said I think Florida's the best team to see. Okay, all right. Luke's not paying attention. I, whatever, I don't, I don't care. So, like, going on from that, I think Florida wins by minimum of 10 Maximum infinite. That's a great, great assessment. Very very analytical. Maximum infinite. So, let's go on (laughs) to the fucking hemorrhoid bull, the fucking shit stole. The battle of the year on notice. The fucking, the Red River shootout. Uh, Red River rivalry, whatever the hell it's called Depressing fucking rivalry game. This is gonna be ugly fucking football. Um... And I'm just going to put it simply, I think it's going to come down to which quarterback plays better, and as of right now, I think it's the fucking redshirt freshman. Oklahoma wins. Plain and simple. I I do I am not impressed with Sam Ellinger this year. He has shit the bed. He's supposed to be... His, his expectations are so much higher than what he's been performing. You cannot have the stats he put up today and expect to be successful. Whether I hope they bounce back, and this is a good game. And I think it will be tight because it is a rivalry game against two schools that hate each other and two schools that aren't playing particularly well right now. But I'm going to give it to Oklahoma by a 10-point margin. Well, and you see, so I picked Oklahoma to win the conference week uh, before the season started, and I think they're going to drop three in a row. Texas has performed better than Oklahoma has as a team. I understand you want to bring up uh, Sam Allinger versus Spencer Rattler, but I think as an overall team, Texas has performed better than Oklahoma at, to this point. 
and I think Texas wins it, dude. And I'm, I mean, I don't think it'll be that big of a game or uh, that big of a blowout or anything. No. I think it's gonna be a nice, close, typical Big Twelve shootout, just like we've saw, you know, this week. But I think Texas pulls it off. I just feel like Texas is a more complete team than Oklahoma. I feel more faith. I have a lot more faith in Texas's defense than I do Oklahoma's defense. Yeah. Um, I understand that I picked Iowa State to beat Oklahoma this year, but I feel like Texas is a better team than Iowa State. They should be. And I feel like you're going to start seeing this Spencer Rattler go down the rabbit hole. I feel like, like I was saying, I just don't, I'm not confident. And I've been saying this week after week after week. He's a redshirt freshman, cut the kids some slack. Well, I get that, but development, it's not going anywhere. It's going to take years to develop. You don't develop in two games. Look, it shouldn't, because this this day and age, these top premier five-star quarterbacks come out and shine all the time. You shouldn't lose to talent that is a lot less than you. Kansas State's a lot less talent than Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. Iowa State, regardless of how we feel about the defensive scheme, is a lot less talent than Oklahoma. It shouldn't happen because you you know we're not saying this about Trevor Lawrence, so even freaking um, Sam Howell, Spencer Rattler is a top quarterback that should be on the same level as all of them. Yeah. I don't care. I don't understand that argument anymore. That argument isn't as strong as it used to be. These freshmen come out and ball year after year after year. If you are a quarterback guru with all this five-star wide receiver talent around you, this shouldn't be a constant issue. And that's where I'm leaving it. Texas wins. Go for it. I think Texas wins. Um, Hook them horns, baby. Yeah, You're like, still going to be on notice, bitch. I, I, I like... I think Texas wins, but I'm just kind of like at the point where I'm kind of fed up with any Big 12 football. And at this point... Oh, you're not making the playoffs. Like, no. what, what I want to see, though, like this is what I want for the sake of the Sun Belt and for the sake of the American. Fucking, I hope that this game is just nothing but just shitty football. Yep. Yeah. I hope it's I a lot it, of penalties. It could be. I want a lot of penalties. It could be a lot of turnovers, too. Like, turnover, turnovers. turnovers, penalties... Shitty, sloppy football because it's a rivalry game, and I hope it just gets out of hand because it feels like it's going to be anyways. And that just proves all the much more why the Big 12 is a fucking joke into the fact that they keep getting hired, promoted for these college football playoffs over American Sunbelt conferences is fucking stupid. That's, that's all I want to see. I think Texas wins it. They're both fucking a joke after today. And but I think Oklahoma's a bigger joke than Texas. And, and you know, honestly, it it's a shame. Big the Big Twelve is a classic. Oh, Tul- yeah, there it is. Finally, I got the update. Tulsa upsets UCF, but um, it's a shame that the Big Twelve has fallen to what it is. Yeah. Because it is filled with classic. College- They're the teams that you've you've known since you were a kid. Texas, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, like. It's a shame. Yeah. It really, yeah. it's a shame that that conference is as weak as it is. I think the Americans better than. Well, it. let's let's go ahead and move on to another game. Yeah. Uh, this is a game that I know you're going to be interested in, and I have a feeling I know which way you're going to go. <laughs> but let's talk about Virginia Tech and North Carolina. Um, Virginia Tech beat Duke thirty-eight to thirty-one today. Obviously, we know all about uh, the adversity that Virginia Tech has had to overcome with. 20-plus players out of the starting lineup, etc. Um, I honestly still think North Carolina wins this. I think they are just by far and away the better team. Um, but I, I really want to see what your guys' thoughts are on this. I think I, I think that um, North Carolina State's going to win this 
or North Carolina, win. not North Carolina State. North Carolina is going to win this by three scores. Uh, I'm not saying three touchdowns, but three scores. Um, so uh, I think it'll be a pretty close game. Um, I'm actually I'm going to take UNC. Um, I think that they'll pull through on this one, mainly all, mainly because Virginia Tech. I I haven't looked into the reasoning. I guess it's COVID related or some shit that they keep Virginia Tech keeps having 20, 21 players, twenty three players out every game. Um, but I keep picking against North Carolina, and I uh, keep eating my own fucking words. Uh, I still think you're overhyped, but I think it'll be Virginia Tech. Um, so I think it'll be a close game, mainly because I'm not impressed with Virginia Tech only beating Duke by seven. I think Duke's one of the worst teams in the ACC, and uh, I think North Carolina handles it. Okay. All right. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and skip skip this. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you the game that I'm more curious about. But it is two weeks in advance. UC's got Tulsa next. And Tulsa just beat U- UCF. Yeah. So that's interesting for me. Well, we'll talk about know, that in depth next I week. I understand. Like, fucking, whatever, Virginia Tech, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> okay, well... Okay, now to the game. To the game. Let's get to the game. You take it. Yeah, take it. Oh, you, want me, you want me to hype this up? How about College Game Day announced again that they're going to be at a Miami game? How many is that? That is three in a row for Miami games. Jeez. Three in a row. That All four games have been on primetime. That's fucking crazy. Wild. You know, and uh, so like it's, it's going to be probably they live in Miami. Florida, it's probably like, going to be you know a top six nuts. Miami team taking on the number one team in the country. That, that's the reason why uh, freaking Lee Corsa lives up in Orlando. It's an easy little commute, even yeah, though he's doing yeah, it from home. Yeah. They don't have to travel far for him. Well, no, well, it's up in Clemson. Clemson oh, okay, hosts it, okay, so it's okay, in South okay. Carolina. Um, but you know, y'all know I'm I'm hyped up about this game. Yes, we yeah. are. Um, yeah. If anybody pays attention, I already made my score prediction. I think everyone's um, hyped up for this. If anyone's been paying attention to any college, football, this is the best game sense. up to this point. This is going to be the best game to watch. Yeah. I. I, I I wouldn't say it's the best game. It's the highest caliber game, but we've seen some pretty fucking good games. Well, no, we've seen some pretty good games. But I'm talking about in terms of talent level, comparison, and, and rank, yeah. and, and I mean everything all put together. This is the best game so far this season. Because that yeah. Auburn Georgia game was supposed to be seven. I know, but it didn't four. live up to it. No, but and with, that is still to be so, seen with this one. But it is a very high. So I'll let game. you two. Give me your predictions before we get it, or before I do mine. I know I already did mine. I'm excited to do it again and to uh, talk about it some more because I'm fucking hyped. Oh, Zane, fuck. Let's so, get it. Why you gotta put me first? Oh, I'm getting fuck. you first, dude. You know okay. I'm leading off with you because Luke doesn't care. He's more concerned about Tulsa. Since <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, I care. Well, I, I care. Like, come on. So, oh, care. Close here, it. here's. <laughs> Where I'm at, okay. Obviously, and I want to, yeah, I want to hear why. Yeah, that's the big thing here. Uh, and you know, I'm going to go into why. Uh, obviously, Miami's strength on defensively is the defensive line. So, the defensive line is phenomenal, and there's been some kind of hidden meaning tweets coming out that are to be seen on the meaning of them, but if they turn out to be what you are hoping, would be a very big deal. Um, but that defensive line is phenomenal, and the key is going to be shutting down the run. Uh, if you can shut down Travis Etienne, 
you are going to win that ball game. Um, Trevor Lawrence is phenomenal quarterback. He's probably going to win the Heisman. Most likely. If if they win out. I mean, this game might even determine yes. who wins the Heisman. Correct. Yeah. Um, Derek King is the current but, favorite. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, obviously, he's going to be one of the, the first quarterbacks taken in the draft. He's a phenomenal talent, phenomenal quarterback. But, um, and we, we talked about this too, I have had some major concerns with Miami's secondary leading uh, for those first few weeks, and... Ivy has stepped his game up significantly. I've been very impressed with him this far. He had pretty much on his own shut down Florida State's supposedly uh, scary Terry, the number one wideout. You haven't even brought up the name yet. And, I'm waiting for you to bring up the name. <laughs> and obviously you have two dudes that fly around and love to lay the wood, but you have the one that's always fucking around the ball, Mr. Bubba Bolden himself. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love the kid. Um, and I think that Miami's defense is going to have the turnover chain out at least twice. And I think they limit Clemson to 28 points. All right. 28 to 31 is my range for that. All right. Okay. That's where, because um, you aren't going to hold Clemson scoreless. You aren't. No, going to it's do it. impossible. They're, they're too high talent. powered. Yeah, they I are agree. going to score their points. My surprise is uh, I was expecting higher. The thing that gets me is I don't know quite what to make of Clemson's defense. It's stated that, I mean, obviously they have one of the best defensive lineman recruits in the past, r- most recent years, uh, starting as a freshman. Uh, now and I can't remember his name. I watched the documentary on him when he was a high school senior, and I, I'm blanking on his name. Um, the kid's a stud, and their defensive line is supposedly rebuilt. But when you look at it, I who really have they played? Virginia put up 23 on them, and I'm not that high well, on Virginia. Well, Virginia has a completely rebuilt offense. Yes. Their offense was wiped out, but. Also, I'm not I'm not that impressed with Virginia. I'm not that high on Virginia. Virginia put up 23. I think Miami's going to put up 38. I think Miami puts up 38. You have and but here's the catch-all. You know Cameron Harris is going to ball out. You know Derek King's going to ball out. You know Brevin Jordan's going to ball out. Uh is it Harley? Mike Harley and Mark Har- Harley and Pope are the keys. If you two, if those two guys can catch the football, not drop the open passes that hit the hands, I think Miami puts up 38 and they win that ball game. Damn. Either 38 to 28 or 38 to 31. That is my predict- prediction. And obviously, um, Clemson has dominated everything in recent years. So it is expected that they win. Uh, I would not be surprised if they come out and and nobody win. would. Nobody, nobody would be surprised, be surprised. They win this game. But no, and that is my God's honest prediction. Um, and we're going to be right here with you, drinking and partying and having a ball and celebrating the fuck out of it. Luke? All right. I I think that this game is going to be a tight one. I think. Uh, Personally, that 
Miami is like I, I don't know who's gonna win this game. I think what's gonna be a surprise though, like I'm I'm gonna be honest, like I'm not gonna be able to like if I think who's gonna win this game, I think it's gonna be Miami. If but I don't know by how much, I, and if they do, it's gonna be very very tight. I think that what's gonna be a stunner coming out in this ball game is I think that Clemson's gonna come out with like some crazy stellar defensive coverage scheme to try and stop these explosive plays that Miami has because they know that that is the killer thing that Miami does. Like That is the one thing that Miami has been wiping these people out with is these crazy explosive plays that they have with these with their passing game. And I think that Clemson's going to come out with something that's going to be able to maybe kind of counteract that at first, but then eventually, you know, you know uh, Miami's... Um, Offensive coordinator, uh, give me his name again before I fucking forget. Ray Lashley. Ray Lashley is going to have something up his sleeve in case that happens. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be able to convert to that going into the second half. That's kind of what I'm expecting because that's the only way. Like, if you're if, if you're Clemson, you're sitting there, what are you most worried about? Derek King. Yep. Scramble. You're, you're, you're scared shitless of fucking Miami's explosive plays and their ability to get that ball down the field. And also, their quarterback being able to fucking run away, right? So I'm I'm looking into that. I'm like this this if you're the head football coach, Miami. If you're the defensive coordinator, you're freaking the fuck out trying to make sure you have something that's not only gonna be able to counteract it, but something that's gonna throw them off. Because you're gonna have to have something that's gonna throw their game off a little bit to kind of stun them for a second. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna have to come out and not a typical four-two or three-three-three-two defense. You're gonna have to come out with some funky shit with different linebackers kind of throwing that offensive line off, something that they haven't seen on film. Different stunts, different blitzes. Stunts, blitzes, different lineups. Like yeah. they're gonna do this thing that they call it's like the it's called like a four-one shift, which means like you have a guy playing a three-tech, a guy playing a shade on the left side, and a guy playing a three-tech on the right side, and a stand-up DN still on the far left side. So there's like no defensive end on the right side, and there's just a linebacker standing there in the middle. Yeah. And then they run some stunts, and some dude still gets up coming around the side. Now, they're going to have to do some crazy shit like that. I'm not saying that's exactly what they're yeah. going to do, but they're going to do stuff that's going to be something that Miami was not prepared for on film. And that is the only way that they're going to be able to stun them. And then eventually Miami's going to be like, okay, then they're going to be able to counter. They're still going to move the ball a little bit. And there's going to be some back and forth. But I think that that is the only possible way. I think Clemson is smart enough to be able to do something like that. But I don't think it's going to be something that's going to – because Lashley's going to be like, oh, you want to play that game. Okay. He's like, And then he goes yeah. halftime and he goes – Hand me my other sheet. And then they're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, like he's going to have something. Like, I think that's what's going to happen. And at the same time, they might already be preparing for some crazy shit yeah. like that. And you, you know so they are, because this is a chess match, man. Yeah, this is 100 Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is going to be a chess match. This is not going to be based off players or ability or talent, because this entire game is going to be filled with talent across the board. There's going to be counteractive Coaching terror. is going to win this ball game, Straight up. Yeah. Which makes me nervous. Yeah, leaving it down to coaching leaves me nervous just because you got Dabo Swinney versus Manny Diaz, which well, I'm very confident Manny Diaz, but he's still a young coach. So yeah. that's that's the only thing, but I think Miami is still going to somehow pull some crazy shit off. I think they're going to wear them out a little bit. Give and me a score prediction. If so you had to give one. My score prediction would be that Miami wins this ball game 20... Four to twenty-one. Damn, low score. Well, yeah, I like it. Because I think scoring. both teams come out with some crazy defensive schemes. Well, you're looking at two great defenses too. Yeah. No. Yeah, but and I think 
like we said previously, as long as Miami does not let themselves fall back onto some traits that they had previous yeah. years, where they kind of just shoot, fuck themselves defensively. Yeah. You know, where they like, yeah. they end up making some stupid mistakes and shit like that. It's possible. And penalties. <laughs> like, the penalties. Like, being able to stay disciplined. That If Miami's defense can stay disciplined and Miami's offense can just keep pushing, I think Miami can still win this football game. <coughs> Otherwise, I think Clemson could run away with it. But I have hopes. I think Miami's slightly more talented. Okay. Offensively. So, well... I want to hear your score prediction. Uh, you know you did it on your yeah. Instagram well, actually, and I want to go into it on this one a little bit more. Okay. So, um, going off what you were saying, where um, you were talking about, you know how Rhett Lashley schemes. Um, I think what Miami's proven up to this point is so. Let's look at it. Let's go UAB. Okay, UAB wanted to limit the pass game. They came out, Manny Diaz said that they came out with a completely different scheme. And UAB is a top 25 defense. I understand they're group of five. You want to look at that however you want. There were a top 25 defense. That's good enough in my book to be set, to sit here and say that they're a good defense. Yeah. Regardless of where they position because Big 12 doesn't matter. So they came out and showed a completely different scheme. Manny Diaz and Rhett Lashley both said that. So what did we do? We ran the ball down their throat and ran the ball for a record since we joined the ACC pretty much. It was yeah. the second highest rushing total that we've ever had uh, in the ACC. Next game comes around, right, Louisville. Louisville's game plan was we're gonna, we want to see can Derek King throw the bo- football. We're going to make sure that he can't run the ball, and we're going to limit Miami running the ball, and we're going to make Derek King throw. Well, he threw for three over, over 300 yards and torched him. Florida State did the exact same thing. Florida came out and limited Derek King's running ability. Derek King still ran for 60, 60 yards on him, yeah. but he torched him through the air. So now you've got this thing where, in my opinion, Clemson's going to be coming in. What are you going to stop? You can't pick one. Right? You, you have can't. To- you have to find this balanced approach, which is extremely hard. I don't care how good yeah. your defense is. So to me, that Miami's offense is going to be too overwhelming for him. And I know you guys went, you went 24-21, and you went 38-31-28 in that range, given a three-point kind of swing. I think that this game is going to be extremely back and forth and tight. Okay. I think that it's going to come down to a last drive that Miami is actually going to control the last drive, tied 35-35, and I think they're going to get the ball down the field, and Jose Borregales is going to win a game-winning field goal. That's your key factor right there, too. The kicking game. Special teams are going to be very key. I, th- I think that this game is going to come down to both offenses kind of going at it. It's going to be a battle between De'Aaron King and Trevor Lawrence, a quarterback duel. And I just feel I feel more confident overall of Miami's offense than I do okay. um, Clemson's offense. And it's ta- now talent-wise and star power-wise, Clemson holds that. Yeah, I get that. But in terms of proving it on the field this year, I just feel like... Dude, I'm, I'm telling you, when you watch these games, Miami is fucking hungry, and they're sick of it. It's finally hit a point where everyone's sick of them, Talk, er, t- talking about and fucking disrespecting us. I, I'm telling you, and honestly, I feel like this is the thing, that if Miami comes out and beats Clemson, this is what the ACC is fucking scared of. Yeah. Because if Miami beats Clemson, you thought that fucking recruiting fire that we had coming before the year was big, we flip two five stars if we beat Clemson. And I, I could see it. Big. I could this see is it. huge. This, this is a huge thing for us. This is going to be... It's it's obviously the biggest game of the week, and I think it quite possibly could be one of the biggest games of the season. Um, this... It's going to be really fun to watch. 
and we're all really dialed up about it. Oh, so, so speaking of, yeah, what's got you dialed up, baby? Yeah. Luke, I want to start off with you, man. What's got you dialed up this week? What are you fired up about? I know you got Sucks. something in there, man. I don't even know at this point. I'm trying to think. Like I can't even. I can't even fathom what the fuck I got going on this week. Um, I'd say the I'm most dialed up about is I got my mom's birthday tomorrow. Hey. I got my little brother's birthday on Tuesday. So I got some exciting things going on there. Got to make That's sure awesome. I got get mom a card tomorrow. Gonna have a nice little dinner, you know, <laughs> hang out, shoot some shit. You know what family I mean? Family time's like, important, man. Right. Um, so I'm excited to spend some time with the family. I think that's what's got me dialed up. There family you go. time. That's that's nice a damn good dialed family up. time. So what's got me dialed up last week? I said I was excited for Rachel starting her new job and her career field. I'm actually starting my new job on Monday. Right. So. I uh, getting back in the saddle after Lyme disease took me out I'm of it, back. and uh, yeah, <laughs> back in the saddle again. So a little ACDC for you, um, but I'm really excited about it. It's a uh, security again. It's a field that I'm very, very experienced in. Been doing it since I was fucking a senior in high school. But a nice little gig while I finish up my degree, and uh, we'll see where it goes. It has some good potential to move up and uh i'm excited about it yeah, see where brother. she goes finally get some steady income coming back in and uh hopefully rachel and i here in six months will be looking for a house so yeah. darby how about you brother well i'm actually dialed up about something that you're also dialed up about logan fucking friend comes home yes, on baby. wednesday baby yes so baby. this is a really close friend of ours he's in the air force yeah um he's been gone from england for over a year uh, in England for over a year. Yep. Um, been getting chubby drinking all that beer. <laughs> <laughs> and whiskey. Um, so he gets to come home before he uh, deploys out to Turkey for a couple years, I think. Yep. A year and a half, two years. Um, so we're, I know we're all excited to uh, have him back home, get I to party be with, with that him. motherfucker every Dude, day. I, you know, I, I just, I'm thrilled to have him back. I've missed this motherfucker. And um, if Logan, I know he watches some of our shit. I don't know if he watches them all the way through. We love you. And we can't wait for you to get home. I'll be seeing you at the airport at Wednesday, 2000. Logan, hey, be ready. You're going to be back one day. You know what day Thursday is. Phillips is Coney Island, baby. Let's get it. Hey, hey. And he gets he gets home just in time for that Saturday night, man. Yes, I'm sir. Miami. We're yes, getting sir. fucked up, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, brought to you in hey. part by Bush Light. Fucking let's get it. Thank you all for tuning in. We love you. We'll catch you again next week. That was good. Yeah, I don't think we that's probably the best one we've ever